Hi, I'm Patrick Finley. He's Mark Potash. Welcome to Hellas Intrigue, the Chicago Bears podcast. We're Potsy. We're going to talk about the schedule. Woo! Schedule. All that and more coming up on Hellas Intrigue. Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. Potsy, I don't know the way your mind works on this, but this is either a really big day in the NFL or the most overblown day in the NFL. Either way, we've got results and we've got... uh, Finally, after knowing the Bears' uh, opponents for the last five months, uh, we've got the order in which they will play them. Uh, what do you make of it? Well, it's um, it's interesting, Pat. Uh, you know, normally I would say no, it doesn't really mean a whole lot. I think there's a little more to it this year, a little more fun to it because you know the Bears are the the Bears have their arrows pointing up. Whether they whether they uh, you know do well and reach that uh, and keep going up is one thing, but their arrow is pointing up. And also Aaron Rodgers is not in the NFC North. And, and this, not only that, but this division, when the lions are the favorite, nothing against a lot. Well, something against the lions, they something, yeah. well. but when the lions are the favorite, it kind of means things are wide open. Uh, the, 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 the Vikings who had this you know big year last year are actually in Vegas. Their, 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 their uh, win total is actually you know, two or three games lower. I mean, they're expected to not be as good, at least uh, in Vegas. So anyway, my point is, I think when, you know, every schedule every year looks playable. Mm-hmm. And I think this one is more legitimately playable just based on all the other dynamics. Uh, you you know, the, the division being better, the Bears, the Bears not only having hope, but having hope with a quarterback. And and I just think, I think that makes the schedule, I think that makes the schedule release just a little more fun than it was, say, a year ago when you knew it was going to be, you know, there wasn't much hope for anything good, and the only thing that could happen was what did happen is that they could actually tank it and not tank, but, well, I guess tank. But also, yeah, uh, and also last season was such a slog that just having something else to think about is exciting. You mentioned the Packers. The Bears are going to open at home against them at 325 on Fox. That will be Jordan Love's second-ever start, first-ever snaps against the Bears. And Potsy, I have no clue whether this kid's going to be any good or not. My guess is probably not. But if you're going to play him, you want to get him here, right? Wouldn't you rather play him at the start of the season than once he's got a chance to get his feet underneath him? Yeah, as you look at the schedule, when you look at the schedule, those are some of the things you do look at. And getting the Packers and Jordan Love early, I think, is better. I still think they're they they might still be in for a little bit of a rebuild, but if they're not, if this is you know if if they're not you know th- this is the time to get them. Just like uh, years ago when they faced Andrew Luck in his first game and they won that game, and you know then I think Andrew Luck they still uh, the the Colts still went to the playoffs that year. It was just good timing. So in that respect, getting the Packers at home in the opener, you know, is is good and. Um, that, you know that's you know, that's that's one of the better things. But again, the thing with the schedule is you never know how it's going to turn out because things change in the NFL. Just looking it up today and last year at this time, the Bears had like the eighth easiest schedule based on what we knew. You know, based on the previous year's record, and it turned out that they had the by far the toughest schedule uh, in the NFL last year because a lot of teams um, just got better. So mm-hmm. that's the thing we don't know. Uh, and, yeah. and a lot of those teams got to beat the Bears, which helped too, right? Right, but even if you ex- even if you extract the, the games that the Bears that they beat the Bears, the Bears still had the toughest schedule. 
that's how much that's how far that's how difficult their schedule was. Even if you take out the 14 wins that teams got against them, even even without that, the, so it was legitimately a, a very interesting that you know the schedule can change uh, a lot. So that's the one thing I guess the one caveat I'd say people looking going win loss win loss yeah, yeah yeah it's really hard to tell. I think the good news is, is the Bears could be one of those teams that is a is a tougher out than people all these other people in all these other cities. It's funny to look uh, you know to to look at all the other predictions and everybody has the bears as the team they're going you know their team is going to beat. Can you tell your favorite story ever about the schedule and predictions? Well, I think it's the one you're talking about was the uh was the ESPN uh uh the ESPN story, yeah. Um what what year was it? It was 2018, wasn't it? It might uh, have been. <laughs> before the 2018 schedule came out, you know, ESPN has all their beat writers you know, go through the schedule and, and go win loss, you know, game by game predictions. And if you uh, at a composite of that, that season, they had the bears going and 16, <laughs> every writer of another, t- you know, a team that was going to face the bears had the bear had, had their team with the Vikings beating them twice, the Packers beating them twice and every team that faced them once, you know, that was their win beating the <laughs> Packers coming up in Matt Nagy's first year. And of course the bears ended up going 12 and four into the playoffs and, then the next year kind of turned around when everybody kind of gave the Bears some respect and they went the other way. But I've always find that interesting. Everybody always thinks, and if you look, the Bears are a, a whipping boy. I mean, you know, with their record, you, you, you can't blame them. But if sure. you just you know, just search for any kind of prediction, everybody's got the Bears as a team they're going to beat, uh, even with Fields. So Fields changes that dynamic a little bit. But um, but but I guess my original point was that the Bears can be one of those teams that everyone thinks that you know they're going to beat that they're going to beat the Bears, and it turns out that they're the team. The, the, the team that's better than people think. So I think that, that gives a little bit more hope, I think, uh, and when is the other way around? Yeah, so a question about who Vanderbilt schedules for homecoming. You know, if, right? If you don't have someone to schedule for homecoming, that that means you are Vanderbilt for the most part. Um, I don't. We don't need to go win loss win loss all the way through. I think you and I both know that that's silly. But I will point out that you know the Bears' first five games, you know, at home against the Packers, at Tampa, at Kansas City at home against the Broncos and, and at the commanders on Thursday night football, Potsy four of those five games are completely winnable, you know, and those games are against the likes of commanders quarterback, Sam Howell, uh, you know, the, the husk of Russell Wilson, if he doesn't get it together, Baker Mayfield's going to be the Bucks quarterback. Jordan Love's going to be the Packers quarterback. Um, four of those five games are manageable. And uh, the one that's not is at the defending champion chiefs, on September 24th at 325. Yeah, I guess it would have been better if the Bears had had that at a neutral site. And instead they go to, they get to face, you know, in Germany, it didn't work out. And instead they get to face them in Kansas City where the Chiefs are really, really good. I mean, they're good anywhere, of course, but they're really tough at home. And that makes that, uh, I wouldn't say automatic loss. You never know. But um, but uh, certainly the, the, the one game, it's interesting. I look at it. I've been looking at schedules for a long time, many years. And this schedule is playable for where the bears are, even in the current state of the bears. This is, I you know, I know you get tired of me saying this, never underestimate the mediocrity of the NFL. This is, you know, this is, we're seeing that uh, legitimately, not even in a joking manner. Look at all these teams that are rebuilding or have, like you mentioned, have quarterback issues um, and uh, have, uh, have as much room to fall as they do to rise. I mean, it's not like they're playing, you know, the, you know, the bills and the 49ers and some of these teams that, you know, you know, are going to be, are going to be good. There's, there's not too many games or the Packers, you know, which used to be, um, I, I can't, I, I'll tell you this. Um, and I usually, um, 
I usually uh, push back against overzealous, over-optimistic fans, but I'm not going to do that this year. When people say there's a lot of winnable games, I'm going to kind of agree and say at this point it is. We'll see how things develop. Kyler Murray in Arizona, if he refines his mojo or whatever, they're going to be, they could be a really good team. You know I mean? That, that by, by December 31st, that could be a, a, a much less, uh, not uh, a much less possible win uh, or prospective win than it looks right. like right now. Uh, the sure. 24th, excuse me. I was a week ahead, sure. but teams like the lions, the lions, if they take, you know, they, they, they're, they're doing it right. And they had a good year. I don't think they had a great draft, but they had a good year. They could be, you know, their look now as a team is it could be a lot better. And the you know, bears play them in the second half. Those two games, people might think, well, they're winnable. Maybe they won't be. And we don't know what fields is going to do with the bears sure. and gets his offense. So uh, everything is up in the air, but I have to say, I think that is good for the bears because they're right in there with everybody else is one of those teams that can go up or down. And when you have a quarterback uh, like they do, not that he's a sure thing, he's got a ton to prove, but he's a lot better prospect than Mitch Trubisky. He's a lot better prospect than than what they had in in uh, Jay Cutler, and um, and I think it just gives. Uh, I, I'm buying into the hope. I'm not buying into the hype. I'm buying into the hope. Moving to, moving along the schedule here, the Vikings' first game against anybody from the NFC North is Week Six at Soldier Field. Uh, then the Raiders come to town. Jimmy Garoppolo, in theory, the starting quarterback there. The uh, then the Bears go to Los Angeles to play the Los Angeles Chargers for the first time, uh, followed by a trip to New Orleans in Week 9. And a really interesting Thursday night game, uh, Week 10 against the Panthers. Uh, it's interesting for a lot of reasons. Number one, the Bears, you know, of course, traded that number one overall pick to the Panthers who used it on Bryce Young. For another, the Bears are really, really invested in the Panthers being bad. Um, obviously, uh, when the two teams play each other, somebody's got to win and somebody's got to lose. So maybe there's not a huge net effect there. But, you know, if the Bears are on an upward trajectory heading into week 10, and if the Panthers aren't, uh, the Bears can only help their 2024 draft pick from Carolina by beating them. I think it's, uh, I'm kind of half kidding when I, I've said this, uh, half kidding when I said this, but it, I think it's going to be fun for Bears fans to be able to root for another team with regard to the draft besides against against another team with regard right. to the draft position instead of the bears. And right. that was kind of a, you know, for a lot of people, uh, you know, yourself included, that was a, a unbecoming part of last season yep. was that, that those, all those losses were, were being uh, celebrated. And uh, now the bears fans, not only, you know, probably shouldn't, you know, not that the bears won't be in the top 10 next year, but it won't be quite like last year where you're just actively rooting. It'll be more with chagrin, I think if they're if if they're in that same position, but now not only do you have that situation, but you have a team that you can actually root against and and benefit in the draft in Carolina. The only problem with that is Carolina was seven and ten last year, and they didn't really have any much of a quarterback situation. They had a really fluid quarterback situation. They really did a nice job uh, of getting to seven and ten, and they're in a their schedule is like the fourth easiest on paper again. Who knows? I don't work out. But their schedule, they they play. You know, they play in the in the South, and, and the and the and the divisions they match up with were divisions that did not produce a a, a wild card team last year. Sure. So, sure. And, uh, so so it's not like they've got. It's not like they've the uh, the odds aren't the the odds are not good that they'll go like uh, three and fourteen or whatever just based on their schedule. Like, but like I said, you know, things can change. But but still, you know, that that will be an interesting game and. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see your boy if uh, if Bryce Young outplays uh, Fields in that mm-hmm. game. Uh, 
you know, who, well, who knows what the bear situation will be at that point. But, you know, there's all, there's all sorts of uh, 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 different kinds of things that can, that can uh, affect uh, how, how we see that game. And it being on a Thursday night, um, not crazy about those games for a lot of reasons. But uh, the Bears have two of those. New coach, new quarterback. One of those uh, things where ideally I think you'd rather get them early in the season. By week 10, they should know what they're doing. Week 11, the Bears are at Detroit. You mentioned this earlier, but Detroit is playing three Thursday games, a Saturday night game and a Monday night game this season. Also, you know, in theory, they could get uh, flexed into a Sunday night game. So the NFL sure does think the world wants to watch the Detroit Lions. Uh, the Bears have got their Monday night game the next week um, at the Vikings um, in week 12. Uh, I think it's important to point this out, and I put it in my story in the Sun-Times Potsy, that starting this year, Monday night football games can get flexed, um, but only from weeks 12 through 17. So this will be the first time that, um, that the NFL reserves the right to play this game on a Sunday instead of Monday night, uh, should they so choose. Uh, that's something to keep in mind. I think Bears fans, when you are booking travel uh, for us, when we're booking hotel rooms and we're booking travel, that you know, if you're going to play in, in these night games late in the season, the NFL reserves the right to really monkey with your schedule um, if they'd rather play another game. So keep that in mind. Just, um, you know, uh, just... Uh, just keep that in mind if you're going to go to Minnesota. It's worth pointing out, too, that Sunday night football games can get uh, changed uh, between weeks 11 and 17 and again, or in twice between weeks 5 and 10, if that makes sense. The league's got to give you 12 days notice to make those sorts of uh, fixes. Um, week 13 is a bye, Potsy, which is uh, our favorite week of the year. Uh, it's unfortunate that uh, there's a Monday night game before it because uh, it does shave off one, one day of the bye. And week 14, the Bears come home to play the Lions. It's the second time, Potsy, that they're playing the Lions in a three-game span for the Bears. I feel like they've done this before, maybe during the 2018 season. But is, is there anything weird or wacky about, you know, two of the Bears' three games uh, coming against the Well, no, no, I don't think so. Not off the top of my head, Pat. The only thing is, you know, we just we really just don't know enough about this coaching staff. And last year was such a lost year that there's no, there's no indication, <clears throat> excuse me, that they um, – that, that they learn quickly and can respond, you know, respond at, or win the second game. Have a, there, there's no, there's no pattern. Uh, you know, I think at one point Nagy was really good at, at situations like that. I, maybe it's that first year when they were winning all the time, but so we really don't know playing two out of three, you know, two, two games out of three. Um, who knows what the seat, what either team season will look like the bears. I mean, the lions, you know, you kind of root for the Lions. They've been so down, down for so long. But man, is there if there's a team uh, that has not responded to all the attention that they're already getting just from the schedule itself and from the uh, odds makers, it's <laughs> it's the Lions. They just I love that you say odds makers, Potsy, because remember <laughs> they have a first round pick who's got to sit out for a while because yes. of yeah, their I, interest I in the purpose. odds. Yes. But anyway, uh, so so you just don't know. That's you know, I mean. Um, you know, who knows what the Lions? I'm, I'm not. It's. I'm not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing that they're playing the Lions both times in the second half of the season. But um, that'll be interesting to interesting to see just how they how the Lions handle these expectations with a quarterback who, like you know, could be good and you know could be not. They could be moving on. So uh, a guy who you literally can go to the Super Bowl with, but doesn't necessarily take you to the Super Bowl. He's he's the ultimate in that. In Worth Jericho. pointing out. 
worth pointing out too that Matt Nagy was seven and one against the Lions, and Matt Eberflus is zero and two. The Bears in the entire month of December um, leave town once, and that is in Week 15 to go play the Browns. I'd love to tell you what day and what time that is, but the league has not released it yet. It's technically a TBD. That means they can play on Saturday or Sunday. Uh, we will get an update later in the season about which way they want to go there. They come home for week 16 um, against the Cardinals. It's Christmas Eve. Uh, the game is at 325, which means, Potsy, that I get to skip mass, which is not a horrible thing. Um, and then on New Year's Eve, they are at home against the Falcons at noon. They wrap up the season at Green Bay. And Potsy, I, I found myself being annoyed that they finish at the Packers because the Bears Packers in my book is, you know, is, is the most important thing going every year. Going to Lambeau is the most, you know, interesting thing we do in terms of road trips. And, you know, there's a non-zero chance that this game just won't mean a damn thing if both teams are out of the playoffs. Yeah. And uh, actually I'm kind of rooting for that. You know, I always hate, I, I hate, the primetime games at Lambeau because they're just so difficult to cover. It just, it's a really t- tough situation. It's a kind of a newspaper thing, I guess now, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Most, most other, the most other outfits uh, don't, uh, don't have to worry about that. But, but I find, I find myself kind of hoping that, uh, that this game is important enough that, that it is, I'll take the hint, you know, um, sure. uh, also with regard to that end schedule, will it matter? They're playing warm weather teams in December at Soldier Field. In, in the Falcons of Carter. Will that matter? You know, you kind of hope it does, right? Sure. I mean, we don't, uh, you know, last year was fine with the, whatever, whatever they had, the 13 noon games and, you know, you know, nothing, you know, there weren't any, uh, it was, it was kind of easy from a reporting standpoint, but uh, now at this point, uh, even if it's a Packers game in prime time in Lambeau, those have been nightmares also with Aaron Rodgers. Well, you won't have Aaron Rodgers there either. So you'd think on paper it should be a winnable game. So, yeah, bring on the Packers uh, at Lambeau in prime time uh, in, the, in the final game of the season. Uh, I'd be all for that because it means that the Bears are going to be relevant. Potsy, I'm going to uh, finish this up by asking you what you're most looking forward to seeing now that you know the schedule. But while you think about that, I'm going to vamp a little bit and point out that one thing that's interesting about the schedule is, is that we go to maybe the best stadium in the NFL beyond uh, Lambeau Field, and that is Arrowhead Stadium. We go to maybe the best city in the NFL to spend a weekend, uh, and that's New Orleans. Um, the, there are a lot of interesting spots uh, for the Bears. And if you're among the thousands and thousands of Bears fans who like to travel, uh, you know, you've got a lot of choices here, whether it's going to Los Angeles, going to Florida when the weather is still super hot, you know, going to Washington, D.C. and and doing the D.C. stuff, uh, you know, uh, centered around that Thursday night game. It really is a pretty sexy road slate uh, if you're a fan looking to go to games. Yeah, the timing's not as good uh, as it could be. Usually you like some of the games in L.A., New Orleans, uh, Tampa later in the year. Later, yes. Uh, that right. would be a lot better if I was putting out the schedule. That's how I would do it. If you're talking about me personally, what how I like it personally, um, you know, I'm a huge history buff, so anytime I get a chance to go to Washington, D.C., I, I always try and take an extra day, and that's kind of, I'm kind of bummed. It's a Thursday night game. We really don't have that opportunity. So uh, that that's that's often my favorite trip. I wish the Vegas game was on the road. Uh, that's another favorite stop of mine. That big on New Orleans, uh, the Chargers. Uh, I've never seen that stadium, so it will be that will be kind of interesting. Um, 
But you know, uh, from a football standpoint, I'm interested to see and in how the bear see how the Bears will play on the road. A lot of times, when you look at the schedule, you think, "Wow, the road games will all be really tough to win. You're probably going to lose most of them, and you'd rather have your, you know, you'd almost rather have your tougher games on the road because you're going to lose those anyway, and have the, you know, the more winnable games at home." When I look at this schedule, I don't get that same feeling. I don't even know how the Bears are going to be. I just don't see see with this schedule. The I think if the Bears are good, I think they'll they'll be able to win on the road. I, I, I you know, obviously, except for like Kansas City or whatever. Um, but but I think that will be interesting to see is just how good of a road team um, the Bears are. The other thing, just in general, I don't know if you probably didn't ask me just in general about the schedule, but except for the Chiefs, I think you mentioned it earlier. You know, good chance to get off to a good start. And you know, with all the talk about a winning culture and and proving they can win and stuff like that. I think now that they're kind of fortified with better with better players and they didn't do it as maybe as get as many players as they as people would have liked. They're still better on paper than they are. This team gets off to a good start. I think that could actually help them. It's set up for them to kind of build off that momentum. So I I think I think that's something to keep in mind. If you're a season ticket holder, uh, you get two uh, home preseason games this year. Lucky you. Uh, they're going to be against the Titans in week one and the Bills in week three. Uh, we don't have dates or times for that quite yet. The Bears are going to go to the Colts in week two of the preseason potsy. And uh, from what I've been told, play uh, a joint practice or two during the lead up to that. So Matt Eberflus uh, might even get to sleep uh, in his own bed in Indianapolis because uh, he's still got a house down there. Potsy, there's going to be plenty of time to debate all of this good stuff, uh, but uh, I, I appreciate you jumping on with us uh, late on a Thursday night for this schedule podcast. Uh, you can follow Potsy on Twitter uh, and uh, in the Sun-Times, both uh, in the actual newspaper and online. You can follow me on Twitter as well at Patrick Finley. Uh, Jason Leisure uh, will be uh, around for the next episode, uh, and you can uh, follow him, like, rate, and review the podcast, uh, and uh, stick around for, I guess, what, the OTAs? Is that the next the next time that... It uh, is. Yeah, OTAs. Yep, next, oh. uh, that's uh, the 23rd, a week from Tuesday. A week from Tuesday, OTAs, we might even that's, hear we'll from We'll be Jim. out there. They start on the 22nd, but we'll be out there on the 23rd. Um, and uh, that's when all the excitement will start, Pat. Woo! Light practices in the summertime. Um, or I guess technically springtime, even. Um, anyway, we will come to you uh, then, if not sooner. Uh, thank you so much for listening. We will be back again real soon. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.